This episode is brought to you by Netgear Orbi Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. This episode is brought to you by bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, emotional support yeast. Ukulele the force, Luke. KFC, check out our breasts. Donate your body to cat science. Testicles fell off and rolled down the hall. Employees must burn their genitals before returning to work. (laughs) Don't get chili powder in your chamber. Conduit for the meats. Blood and horsey sauce everywhere. My brother was a can of whoop-ass. Good morning, stream. In the news this morning, welcome back. Things an alcoholic would say for 200, Alex. I can feel it throbbing right here. Would you give baby Hitler the coronavirus? Maybe. This burger is as juicy as my brain. Making things with Bill, no sign of jury, and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Deep within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. Sometimes I do almost do Elmo. The morning stream. This is the morning stream. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS, the morning stream, February 4th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. Brian Ibbett right over there. Hello. Right here. Hello. Hello. Hey, hello. Hey, listen, we're both in the Intermountain West and we're both going to yeah. get hit or are being hit. Are with, getting uh, hit. Yeah. A uh-huh. gnarly storm. So just a shout out to everybody within uh, kind of our zone. We feel for you. Uh, this is going to be our probably our big one for the winter. And uh, I got like three feet of snow to dig through today. And there's uh, sideways winds Ooh. going on. And Ooh. yeah, it's bad. And it's coming your way, Brian. You got a, you got a little bit of it so far. I think the rest is on yeah. its way. So enjoy. I'm sure it is. Yeah, they're, they're already like, you know, schools are closing and all this stuff, you know, businesses. And the city of Boulder will open. I like this. The city of Boulder opens at 10 a.m. Mm. Well, city, the whole city opens at 10 a.m. Yeah, the entire like city. Like what? Are they closing everything like uh, Starbucks? Come on now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they mean the government, right? Is that what they mean? Yeah, they, they do mean the government. They All mean, right. You know, well, if you need to get Hall. your DMV uh, thing going, then tough titties, because you got to go. You got to go later. Did I just say right. tough titties on the show? I did. Didn't yeah, I? too soon, Scott. Too soon. Uh, <laughs> it's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that since high school. What the crap? That just came out. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, here's a here's the worst part of the storm. Okay. Well, the, my son thinks this is the worst part. He thinks the worst part is that uh, in his entire time in high school and junior high, they never had a single snow day. And now suddenly, mm-hmm. yesterday, they had a full-on snow day, and he never had one while he was a kid. So he's bugged by that. He's annoyed. He Aww. thinks that's the greatest uh, problem. Here's what I think is the biggest problem. <laughs> and, he, and this yeah. also invol- involves Nick. So last night, Nick gets a little peckish. He gets a little hungry, as, in, as your average sure. 19-year-old does at night when he's playing video do. games. Yeah, And... Uh, he decided to DoorDash Arby's. Okay. They, I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but they have the meats. Okay. Yes, and DoorDash will bring the meats. They will. So uh, he does this on a night where there is a winter storm raging outside. Just nice. really raging. considerate of the 
for the really considerate to the driver. Exactly. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what's, you know, he says, well, I didn't want to go out in that snow. And I'm like, what do you think? Robots come bring it to you? Like everybody has to go out in that snow. <laughs> right. Anyway, so he orders it. The DoorDash thing says, your order's been picked up and the driver's on their way. And so he's thinking, sweet, my food's on its way. And then we get, and I'm getting all these texts too, because we have a little family account that we use. And I get a text that says, boop, uh, expect a call in a moment. And <laughs> oh, no. Phone call comes. Kim answers it. Lady on the other side says, yes, this is DoorDash. Uh, we're just letting you know that we're refunding your, uh, we're canceling and refunding your your money for your for the meal you ordered. Mm-hmm. And Kim goes, oh, okay. This is everything, what happened? And Did we do something wrong? And she goes, no, 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 it wasn't you. It's just, I guess, the weather where you are. I don't, who, who knows where she was? She's probably sure. some sure. other part of the country. She goes, well, whether we are, I guess it's really bad. And um, your driver was in a four-car accident. And so, oh, no. Yeah. So this poor driver trying oh. to rush Nick's freaking beef and cheddar uh, right. for a $3 tip, you know, is braving the freaking great outdoors to get it over here and got in a four-car uh, accident on the way here. So there you go. That's how that works, by dude, the way. Dude, are you okay? Uh, don't worry. It's just horsey sauce. <laughs> That would have been the worst part is like if it had right, gotten here. cakes flying all over the right. place. Yeah, yeah. There's just everything everywhere. But they what they do for that for situations like this, they refund the buyer. They yeah. uh, I don't know how the person, the driver, if they have any compensation toward insurance or anything to help with an accident. Like I've never actually asked this question. If oh, you as really a you as a like Lyft driver, doing, what happens? Yeah, if then? I was in my Lyft and I got in an accident, um, no, I think it's. I think you take that responsibility on yourself. Like, you, you're really just a contractor for the company. You're, you're, obviously you're you're working on your own insurance. You're, um, you're a conduit. Lyft is not responsible for the fact that you got in an accident. You're a conduit for the meats, right? That's correct, all you are. Correct. Yeah. I'm a. I'm a a single a single uh, a jacker. What do they call that? I'm a uh, what, what's what's one of their sandwiches besides the beef and cheddar? The uh, uh, the, the junior. The ju- I'm a junior. <laughs> I'm a junior schlepper. Junior schlepper. There you go. Nicely done. All I am is a junior schlepper. So Leninade says you are aware that DoorDash is sitting uh, sti- uh, st- sorry stiffing workers systematically. It's immoral. I don't. Are they? I don't know. I know that they were doing some yeah. weird thing with tips, but then they had to reverse that, and then everybody right, was happy with the tips. tips. From the drivers, yeah. But that's that's fixed now. They don't do that now. Yeah. By I the way, Larry Kenobi, I guess a single jacker would be if you were delivering Wendy's food. You'd be a single jacker. Oh yeah, that's right. You'd be a single jacker. Yeah. One jack. Single jacker. Yeah, one jack to rule them all. <laughs> anyway, Nick survived. He didn't eat. It's fine. He's okay. I hope that girl's all right. They don't give you any updates. We don't know. Like I hope she was. Okay. Kim asked the lady, she says, is she okay? Oh yeah, it appears everyone's okay. Just a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a pileup. I'm like, pileup? Jeez, freaking pileup's a hard word, man. Don't be mm. using the word pileup. Um, yeah, anyway. not especially <clears throat> not with, with Arby's. No, no. <laughs> pileup. Exactly. But what I hope uh, is that she walked away and had no problems and that we will never make someone do that again on a some in a winter night. Right. Yeah. Did uh you know is Nick okay? Did he was he able to like make a sandwich? Yeah. Or something turn, to, turns uh, out we got stuff here. Yeah. Turns oh, out. Oh yeah. wow. What uh-huh. do you know? What yeah. do you know about that? Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It turns out that uh, sometimes your craving can be uh, you know solved by a little ramen in the cupboard or whatever. Exactly. This is this is kind of the thing I'm looking forward to in in eight days when uh, Tristan and K move out is 
Um, I think their their uh, fast food needs will will not be uh, met anytime they want. I think they will resort to making sandwiches and eating ramen and and opening a can of something to mm-hmm. have a meal when they're hungry. A whoop ass can of whoop ass. Uh, opening up a can of whoop ass. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Hey, maybe Fred and can. Maybe the can is whoop ass. It's not really expired cream corn. He's actually oh, whoop ass. Oh, he's he's a can of whoop ass. That sounds mm. like it'll be it'll be the punchline of one year. It could be. I'm writing all these down. Uh, my brother down. was a can of whoop ass, is what the can will say. I'm wor- Fred. <laughs> I'm workshopping this, so it's all good. Um, so awesome. apparently, you know how I was saying yesterday, once in a while, you got to do something really weird to be to make it re- original. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this 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 guy, he'll be original. And then I got these emails. Apparently, there's a science fiction novel. It's not a comic strip or anything, but there's a science fiction right. novel where I guess a guy, a pilot, has a can of beer that he talks to. In the novel, and the no- and the can's called Skippy, <laughs> and that science fiction novel is called Pilot X. Uh, <laughs> Pilot X on your <laughs> Tom Merritt. Ooh, I know that name. It's weird, familiar. Actually, it's Pilot Dosakis is the name of that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I can't figure out what that is, but anyway, so that's the thing, I guess. And I, it's fine. It's still weird enough. It's still uh, far enough off that I'm not that worried about it. Others have said, "Hey, wet hot American summer had a talking sure. can." No, no, no. Sure. We're not talking about a talking can. This is just a can that he thinks is talking, not the other way around. Like that can right. actually talked to Chris Mullaney uh, in the voice of uh, H. John Benjamin. Yes, that's different. Also, I'd forgotten about that entirely, but <laughs> that's my stance. Whatever, you know, I mean, anything new that comes out, you can probably find something, a little part of it that maybe is reminiscent of something that's done before, but whatever, you know? Yeah. Also, whatever. It's also possible to do a take that you know takes it in new places and so hopefully that's what i'll do uh also <clears throat> someone says in the chat oh wait so maybe the can's not actually talking you don't know is what was reader you well you know. said you said a minute ago that fred is just imagining that this can is talking to him or or, or is he though or is or he? is he yeah. blum, blum, blum. we don't find out until i'm nearly dead and i finish the thing all right so two things before we get to these emails <clears throat> yeah. that I'm looking at that are staring me in the face. Number one, for those of you who missed the show at the end of the show yesterday, yes, my couch arrived. It actually arrived while we were doing recording titles at the end of the show. So people who get the podcast get the answer that the couch arrived before they even hear what, what I'm waiting for. Yeah, but if cool. you heard that, you heard us do it very fast. That was why. Exactly. Oh, you even said, you know what you said in the title. I said it during the, the yeah. titles. That, oh, they just pulled up. Because yeah. yeah. then you, you and I both started going fast. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and also, I'm going to tease that tomorrow I will have probably the last Oscar-related MMFR uh, for the show. Oh, for the, the whole Oscars, season. Uh, on Sunday. Wow. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I'm seeing, but I will tell you. That once I once we come back from the movies tonight, mm-hmm. there will be two entire cat uh, categories, in addition to best picture, that we'll have seen all of the entries from. Good lord! So have, we've already seen all of the best picture nominees. Has anyone we'll taken better? Has, have anyone has taken better advantage of the AMC freaking <laughs> see all the movies you want thing? I don't know who they are. Brian is definitely. The I don't know who they are. We're really we're really doing it, but you know they're getting their money because we're getting popcorn. Yeah, but you're just the you're Picks the whale. Right. Somebody else out there has barely used yours, and so that's like free right. money or you use theirs. It's free money to them. You're just using it. You know, you're the you're the guy that goes in for the all the extra shrimp you can get at Sizzler, <laughs> while the other yeah, guy. Although- Although, you know, that seems a little more gluttonous. This is more like, uh, you know, uh, 
There's no such thing as cinema gluttony. Is that what you're saying? I'm not a cinema glutton. Mm-mm. Cinema glutton. That's, I get that uh, at the mall when I go to oh, cinema. Oh, I am sci-fi thinks that. Uh, oh, and yeah, Ian's right. He, Ian has figured out what I'm what I'm seeing. <laughs> oh, he knows. I don't want to look. I'm not looking. He knows. Yeah. I no, want to be surprised. Here's the other thing. I prepared a whole. I prepared a uh, a theme for the final MMFR for the year, Ooh. and it's this right here. It kind of goes like that. I'm going to have that. Yeah. That, that, that's you know I mean? the, uh, is that, that's the beginning of that Star Wars ukulele album, right? That I sent you? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the one. No, I got it. Bring... It's just some dude on a, uh, some dude on a video I got it on. I don't think it's from Oh, that. do I not have, oh, okay. Have I not sent, I thought that, that that's how that one began, but maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't think I've There heard. is a great Star Wars ukulele album. Um, what is it called? Let's see. It might just be called Star Wars. Yuke, but um, Star Wars it was Yuke. a Japanese import, and this thing is, it is one of my favorite. Ukulele for Star Wars Best Covers is what it's called. <laughs> I'm sure that is a direct translation. That's but a great it, name. Uh, but it does begin with the 20th Century Fox theme. Does it sound like that? Oh, Maybe. no, I'm listening to it now. Oh, I'm going to send you this really quick. Okay. I'm going to put it, so it's, it's small enough that I can send it to you in uh, Discord. Yeah, just throw it in Discord. Let's see if it works. Come on. Show in Finder. Show uh-huh. in Finder. Uh-huh. Show Finder. Uh-huh. Finder. Uh-huh. There you Show. go. There you go. Upload. Boom. Boom. Okay. 22 seconds. Okay. Enjoy that. There it is. Here we go. That's great. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. I want that. I want to hear that whole album. I'm going to give you that whole album. Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, show you where you can buy that entire album. You Scott. will point uh, me to the purchase point of the button I, I push to buy the album. You to the purchase point of the <laughs> album. Uh. All right, I'm in then. <laughs> Count me in. All right, quick emails this morning. Yes. I just want to rip through these because they uh, seemed important. And uh, boy, this one from Free Hotel Room. Bob once in a while writes into the show, and I just got to get to it. His subject is this, Fred and Can Ideas. By the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, you just tuned in. You weren't here yesterday. It's a new comic I'm writing, and it's over at fredcancomic.com or at frogpants.com. All right, he says this. Fred and Can Comic Ideas. I have an idea for Fred and Can for a strip or a series of strips. Here goes. Ken commits a crime, meaning the Ken. Yeah. Not, not you know, we got to get the not usage right. Ken. Not Ken, but yeah. Ken. Ken. Ken yeah. commits a crime. He is caught and faces the judge and sentencing. As part of his sentence, Ken must become Fred's personal butler. This is the complete original. This is completely original. You can thank me later, free hotel room. <laughs> I don't know. It seems it's a little. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was going to say, it's a very Banya kind of joke. I'm not sure I'm going to go with it, but uh, well, well done. <laughs> Well done, free hotel. That was the, that was the very uh, proposed uh, idea for the the Seinfeld show within a show before they decided it was a show about nothing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, is that his little that's sneaky it. joke here? Yeah, is that my comic uh, is about yes, nothing? Because he's, he becomes the butler. They get uh, getting an accent, and he can't pay, and then he becomes the butler or something like that. So what he's doing here is he's he's nesting a message here, which says the comic is about nothing. But then he's also saying. Hey, here's the original idea. You should go ahead and do it, and then I'll forget it's part of Seinfeld, and then I'll go, and then it'll go out, and then people everywhere will say that's 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 an idea Seinfeld right. had. 
Right. Bob, you're tra- you're like Lord Troller Hyman today. <laughs> What's that about, Bob the Troll? All right. Here's one more. Daryl. Hey, you know, it's the first it's the first email we've gotten where he isn't correcting something that we've said or done. So oh, that's a good point. Let's let's relish in that for a little bit. You're off your game, Bob. All right. Sorry. Here's here's one from Daryl in Denver. You may be familiar with Denver. I'm familiar with Denver. Yeah. I don't know if I'm familiar with Daryl. No. Daryl, have we met? Daryl? No, I doubt Darryl. it. D-A-Y-R-R-Sorry. D-A-R-Y-L. That's the way he spells it. Your sure. parents were mean. All right, here we go. Greetings, S&B. Long time, first time. I hope to get your advice on something. Is it proper to begin an episode of, say, a podcast by saying welcome back instead of welcome to? Is that even a thing? Asking for a friend. Love the show. Daryl in Denver. I always say welcome. welcome. I I always say welcome back, but that's for this show. What do you do? What do you say when you? Uh, I mean, I begin Coverville with greetings. Greetings from Coverville for you know. I say the date and all that crap, which is even more useless to say. Well, yeah, I take that back because so many of my shows are based on the birthday of of somebody, right? It's like somebody's birthday or the anniversary of an album release. So saying the date is kind of cool to say, oh, it's February 4th, uh, 2020. It's so-and-so's 50th birthday, so we're going to celebrate with music and blah, blah, blah. I do the date on um, here every day. Should I not do the date on here, do you think, or what? I think I think today, I think uh, TMS is even more relevant and, and uh, the instance uh, more relevant with the date. But I think a show like um, Film Sack, nobody cares. Yeah, we Nobody don't need. Cares. We don't need a date. You're right. It's timeless. We don't need a date because it's timeless. Because yeah. we're we're talking about a movie that came out five, ten, twenty years ago. Yeah, um, and I very rarely, if, if I've done it ever, I maybe one or twice. I've never really done that on that show. So that's right. a good point. But the date is relevant for some shows. For other shows, it's not. However, that's not even the question. Welcome to or welcome back. I think you say. I think. I don't know. I think either are appropriate because you want to welcome people who are new to your show. So you say welcome to. Mm-hmm. But you also want to acknowledge the people who um, who are frequent listeners. And hey, welcome back. It's good to see you again. Thank you for warming up our couch. What if we said, welcome back, welcome to, before anything else? What if we said, what if I said, uh, hey, everybody, we welcome said? back, welcome to TMS. No? Welcome back to TMS. Welcome back to. <laughs> welcome back, How about team. we just welcome back Cotter and we say welcome to everyone else? <laughs> All right, I'm in. Welcome back, welcome back, back welcome, welcome back. back. Hello there. No, wrong John song. Sebastian, former lead singer of uh, The Love and Spoonful. Oh, hey, how'd you know that? You knew that. That's great. I know that. You do. Just know <laughs> these things. You do just know. know. It's impressive. All right, well, uh, we got another email for the end of the show. We'll save it for a little bit later because uh, cool. that one seems appropriate for that. Now we get to do a thing we haven't done in what feels like years, and that is... This. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must go take my vitamins. Your news has upset me greatly. It's the news brought to you by America's Next Top Podcaster. Hey, we got two shows coming at you this week. This morning, Alex interviews the winner of America's Next Top Podcaster. I think it's fair to say that uh, David Luzader uh, is the winner. I guess I mentioned that yesterday when I when we used his Babel Royale. So I mentioned that he was the winner then. So. Yesterday was the spoiler. Today, we're just reinforcing the spoiler. So Alex uh, interviews him about baking, being a dad, and all those bruises on his arm from pinching himself about winning. Later this week, we have everybody back for a reunion episode. Uh, We talked to almost all of the contestants. One of them couldn't make it. 
and uh, we find out what they've been up to since the end of season two. All this in preparation as we get close to announcing the um, the opening of applications for season three coming soon. Nice. ANTP. Catch it. Catch the whoop 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 wave. Whoop whoop. All right, here we got a story about a Clinton Hill man. I don't know where that Clinton is. Clinton Hill. Very, very careful about uh, saying that. Yes. Clinton Hill. Especially Brian. And also, I would Especially say me. Clinton Hill sounds like a uh, like a detective. Detective novel. Yeah. yeah. Clinton. Don't Hill. listen to him, Gloria. <laughs> He's, He's lying. lying. He's Clinton lying. Hill. <laughs> Uh, I well, can't believe he yeah. did a Dixon Hill thing on the most recent episode of. Uh, Shut up! Uh, did that happen? That watch- oh, you haven't watched it yet? No, tell me he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Oh, he didn't do that. Zip. Brian's making that up. That's made up. There's no zip. way. <laughs> yeah, zip. He didn't do it. <laughs> There's no way. All right, I still need to watch. I meant to yesterday. I got busy. All right, Clinton Hill man registers beer as emotional support animal. Maybe his name is sure. Fred, and it's a can. Maybe this is maybe this is that uh, maybe this is that book you were talking about, that sci-fi novel Could about be. the guy who talks to his beer can. Could be. Talk about cold comfort. It says a Clinton Hill man registered his beer as an emotional support animal last month, hoping that his certification will allow him to access public transit in possession of his favorite beverage. I travel from upstate Brooklyn a lot. I don't know why I made him southern. My friend's name <laughs> initials are PBR. <laughs> And on the bus, they say it's a federal crime to smoke or have an alcoholic beverage unless uh, by prior written consent. And I always wondered where you'd get that consent, said Floyd Hayes. That's a great name. (laughs) Floyd Hayes, you get your ass in the house right now. All right. He says, not that I'm an alcoholic, he says. Isn't that what they always say? They all say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sounds like something an alcoholic would say. It does to me, too. (laughs) I'll I'll take things an alcoholic would say for 400, Alex. That's right. As first reported by Ale Street News, Hayes registered his beer. There's ale. An ale oh, wait, uh-huh. there's an Ale Street News? Uh-huh. Get it? Get what they've done there? That's a beer name, see? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hayes registered his beer as an emotional support dog with the USA Dog uh, Registration, which promptly emailed him a registration code. Number 108-578-0890. Actual number. Uh, that can yep. be plugged into a Nevada-based business website and revealed additional information about how uh, about him and his faithful brew. According to the site, Hayes Support Dog, which is listed as beer, does not require an additional training and helps the Clinton Hill resident to manage his social anxiety disorder. Uh, I don't mean it in a mental health manner, he said. More if you go to a party, I want to break the ice, kind of. <laughs> but that's not anxiety. That's just you at a party. Gosh, damn. Right, exactly. Hey, you know, uh... Is my opening line. You know, I registered this beer right here as my emotional support animal. <laughs> no, he's got the perfect icebreaker now. He totally does. Yep. Yes, exactly. Yep. Uh, don't it's pe- a bud icebreaker. <laughs> oh! oh, I get it. I see what you did. Uh, Tally says this guy's an a-hole. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Surely is. Uh, the site doesn't uh, list the type of beer, but Hayes says he enjoys the additional or seasonal IPAs and likes to drink local uh, preferring Brooklyn breweries such as Six Point and Coney Island Brewery, although the latter was purchased by Samuel Adams Brewer, Brewer Boston Beer Company in 2013. Sure. Weren't all the good ones bought, like most of the good ones? Like, I know there's some local ones here, but a lot of that stuff just gets bought up by big beer companies. And It does, yeah. yeah. Bush. Bush. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, all right, so we had the guy who did uh, beer as an emotional support animal. We had the guy who did be, uh, uh, bees mm-hmm. as an emotions, emotional support animal, same way. 
So now the next one should be Beats, and then it'll be Battlestar Galactica. Will be perfect. Emotional support animal. That's perfect. Yeah, why not? Here, bees, beats, Battlestar Galactica. Yep, yep. You go onto the plane with your DVD set and say, <laughs> That's right. What are these, sir? Oh, this is my emotional support dog that I have registered. <laughs> it's my emotional support DVD. You can call him Boomer for short. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this headline, by the way, is not written well, but I still think it's a great story. Oh, I don't know. I like I like the headline. I think the headline tells you everything you need to know. But is it is this correct though? Cats sneaked into forensic center, or should it be cats? You could snuck? say snuck. You could say snuck. Snuck and sneaked are both uh, allowable allowable past tenses of the word sneak. Sneaked. He sneaked in. He snuck in. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it says here cats sneak. Uh, yeah. Here's the here's the actual definition. Sneaked is the past tense of sneak when the verb is treated like a regular verb. Snuck is the past tense of sneak when the verb is treated like an irregular verb. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's all solved right. then. <laughs> yeah. Snuck is the past tense of sneak seems to have snuck in recently in history and kicked sneaked right out. <laughs> yeah. Kicked it right out. I never say sneaked. It's always snuck. But anyway. Yeah. Two cats sneaked into a Colorado Mesa University forensic investigation research station. And eight dead human corpses. <laughs> oh, the formaldehyde aftertaste is the worst. Boy, you know, even though she died in her apartment, those damn cats followed her over to the uh, yep. to where her corpse was to eat her dead That's body. right. That's right. Uh, forensic research lab- laboratory there in Colorado. Uh, for a human corpse meal from bodies that were packed outside, or sorry, that were placed outside for research. For about 35 days, researchers monitored two cats who worked their way into the facility, started munching on the bodies, specifically the arms, abdomen, shoulders, and so on of the corpses. Interestingly, though, the two cats decided to only eat from one body each. Oh. So one wait, cat wait, per so they, body. They wanted them to do this. They weren't the cats. They, they didn't like, all right, we're going to go. We're going back over to the corpse center, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, see, we'll meet you here at 9.30 p.m. Yep. Like they basically set it up so the cats would eat these bodies. Kind of, yeah. Like they they they, they were surprised that researchers they researchers watched them for thirty five days, saying, "All right, you think Muffy and Snuggles are going to come back again tonight?" And how would you feel if on your uh, driver's license you said you'd give your body to science or whatever, and then you found out it was for this? <laughs> Just being turned into kittles. That would suck. <laughs> <Or> tender vittles. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Uh, anyway, on. the two bodies that they chose. So Beach Cat chose a body. And then stuck to one body each. Those corpses were senior citizens in their 70s. Um, let's see. Forensics research facility specialized in helping researchers, coroners, and medical examiners study how donated human bodies decompose when placed in different outdoor situations. So that's the science, and that's what you'd be donating it for. Anyway, sure, sure. turns out cats, maggots, dogs, and probably any animal would eat anything if it's hungry enough. Um, they have been, boy, I can't wait to talk about Wednesday's recommendal because it has something to do with this. <laughs> There have really? been, oh yeah, there have been cases where pet owners would pass away in the home, and their pets would begin eating them out of hunger. See, I've always assumed this. Like, Rainer's all yeah. sweet and cuddly, and wants to lay with me, and wants to be on my yeah. lap, and all this. But the minute I keel over and die, nobody comes to the house to feed the dog. She's eventually going to eat my flesh. Listen, if uh, if DoorDash suddenly closed their doors, I think Nick would even consider eating your body. <laughs> Dad, why do you look like a steak? Like one of those cartoon steaks. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? He has you look like a steak with a, with a skull cap on it and a, and a sweater hoodie. <laughs> yeah. He's actually driving to work right now. I hope he's careful. It's not that I, I don't worry about him. He's actually a really good driver. I worry about everyone else on the road. They're all bad. He's going to he's gonna see a uh, Arby's French dip on the side of the road and go, oh, that was mine. <laughs> How funny would that be? Just, a, oh! just curly fies strewn for 20 yards. And... Right, exactly. <laughs> and one, one single tear like that Native American in the in the uh, trash commercial yep, in the yep. 70s. Who was actually Italian, it turns out. Oh, is I, he really? I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, they, they, uh, I didn't know that. There's some story. Was it a documentary I watched? It was, it was something about... Yeah, oh yeah, that's what it was. It was the it was a do- I forgot what it was called though, but it was a documentary about all of the depictions of Native Americans in film, TV, commercials, all that stuff from like the 40s up till current and how it changed and all this stuff. And they interviewed a bunch of like actual Native American actors today who, you know, have all these thoughts on this. And so like what's his name from um he's great. I can't think of his name. He's from uh uh Dances with Wolves uh <sighs> You'd see him and you'd go, oh, that guy, Graham, Graham Green, Graham Green. You know him? Graham, oh, Graham Green, yes. Right. He, yes. He's awesome. That guy's freaking great. Anyway. And he really is a Native American. And Sashin Littlefeather was really. Oh, yeah. Those, di- those guys totally are. And that was their whole point is that, you know, we eventually got to a place where there's no way you would hire a white guy and paint him up to be an Indian now, like mm-hmm. or a Native American. Right. You'd never do it now. Um, and so the, 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 it was actually kind of a feel-good documentary about how we sort of, you know, quit t- treating them like cartoons and like actually started. Yeah. But anyway, one of them was West, this West car- Studi, another one. West Studi's. Oh, that guy's great. He is uh, great but yeah. they, but this, the whole point of this thing was, uh, uh, what was my point? Oh, well, one of them was commercialism and like how we depict that. And one of them was they hired this Italian guy to be an Indian guy. And the weird, the weird thing about that story is, I think the way it went is he actually believed he was Native American. But he wasn't. But he convinced himself oh. that he was, and so it was weird. It was a weird oh, deal. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. It's a weird deal. <laughs> Genie, a real engine. I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> I hope I didn't say that. I don't think so. <laughs> I hope I didn't. God, I hope not. No. I hope not. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, so the deal, the rule is, or the deal is that if you leave your body, if your body sits around, mm-hmm. uh, cats domestic. Dogs, domestic, wild, it doesn't matter. They're all going to eat you. The wild ones might eat you sooner um, because they just see you as meat and they don't care. I think just regardless, like cats will will start gnawing on you after five days. And I think dogs will probably wait three weeks. Yeah, it sounds about right. What if they don't have water? What do they do then? Oh, I don't know. They die after a few days, don't they? Yeah, I think so. What if the dog remembers once that it was told that bodies are 95% water? And they just start biting. Like you'll remember that? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're just going to remember oh, that from class. You know? Then that's a dog that's smart enough to order DoorDash. <laughs> oh, that's oh, the name of the documentary. The documentary. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I just saw that too. Sorry, Jeannie. Oh, okay. That's what that's from. You're right. And they can do that because of, because of the context. Yeah. Right. If I ever said it, it'd be mean. It's it okay be. for them to say it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> they can say it. They're talking about real issues. Right. I can't because I'm lame and white. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, the KFC in the news, you know, they make the chicken. Speak- I like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I like fried chicken. Speaking of eating uh, old, <laughs> old flesh that's been sitting out for a while. 
I like right. fried chicken. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about them for a second. Uh, okay. They have apologized for a sexist TV advert, and as you may have guessed, this is sexist. a uh, yeah sexist. This is written in the UK somewhere because they said advert. We don't do and that. And they here. say apologized with an S. Yeah, they apologize. Do. Yes, we have to apologize for the Queen. Philip. All right, so it says this: KFC apologized for an advertisement in Australia that shows two boys ogling a woman's breasts. After, oh no! Yep. After calls from a local campaign group to boycott the fast food giant over the ad. It calls sexist. The Australian Associated Press reported on Tuesday the 15 second ad, which had been running on television and posted on KFC's Australian YouTube channel, shows a woman dressed in a short, playful, or sorry, play suit. Uh, check her bottom. What? Oh, say. Let me start that again. Shows a woman sure. dressed in a short play suit, check her bottom, and adjust her breasts as she looks at a reflection in the window of a parked car. That's weird right, how so that's written. She's standing in front of a parked car with a reflective glass, adjusting herself, fixing herself. Yeah, checking her bum, you know. Mm -hmm. The car's window then rolls down to show two young boys staring at the woman's breast before she smiles and says, Did someone say KFC? Actually, wait, do it in Australian. Do it in Australian, Brian. Did someone say KFC? <laughs> Perfect. Sorry, I was adjusting my breasts in the, <laughs> the reflective glass of your window. Uh, I just watched. I just watched the commercial. Yeah. It is the most innocuous thing ever. Yeah. Like it is, you can't tell. Like the kids are looking at the woman. Yeah. Whose breasts are fully on? You know, they're they're pushed up. Like uh, they're part of her. Is what you're saying? They're part of her. But I mean, they're you know they're they're prominently displayed. Mm -hmm. But they could. You know, it's not like you can tell exactly what the kids are looking at. I don't know. And this feels a little. Uh, a little too much uh, over little... overreaction, I think. Okay, fifty-four thousand views on YouTube. That's not a lot. I don't know why they no. think that's a lot. That seems small. So they're acting like that's a huge deal. Anyway, uh, it also has one hundred and fifty-one dislikes and six hundred and fifty-seven likes at this time of the time of this reporting. <laughs> oh, the news! We're reporting on likes. I hate that. <laughs> How many likes it has? I hate that so bad. Yeah. They say, we apologize if anyone is offended by our latest commercial. Our intention is not to stereotype women and young boys in a negative light, says Yum Brands Incorporated's KFC. Uh, they said in a statement in the Austral uh, Australian Associated Press, KFC Australia did not respond to Reuters' request for comment. Uh, while many viewers did not approve of the ad, some took to Twitter to label the ad funny and said there was no need for the company to apologize. Yeah. I hate when, when stories report on Twitter activity. You hate that? Right. Right. Yeah. This Twitter well, means, user you know, you've said, really got you've got some some column inches to fill, yeah. and uh, we need some fluff. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's say let's talk about how many tweets it has. Yeah. Or retweets. Or people that or when they quote somebody's tweets, like one woman said, it's like right. Exactly. Stop. Twitter's there's, there's there's no barrier to entry. Any dog and their and their frog can go and make a freaking Twitter account. It's probably a bot you're retweeting anyway. Like don't. That's not news. Don't make right, that news. Exactly. Uh, Collective Shout, a group which campaigns against the objectification of women, condemned the ad and said it was uh, regression to tired and archaic stereotypes where young women are sexually objectified for male pleasure, as my dad would say. Pleasure. <laughs> uh, sure. Aren't there other ads more like this, though? It seems like this is the least totally, of the offenders. Yeah. Um, aren't there ones that you should go after that are like actually really doing that hardcore? Like, doesn't uh, Does Carl's Jr. still have... Mostly, oh, people, women writhing around, uh, eating uh, giant hamburgers. Yeah, and dropping goop on their on their sure. inner thigh, going, "Oh, freaking, 
This burger's yeah. as juicy as my brain or whatever exactly. they say. I don't see Carl's Jr. apologizing. <laughs> no. Or Carl. He doesn't or either. Carl. Yeah, him yes, or his junior. Because exactly. it is apostrophe S. I assume it's It is apostrophe S. Basically, it was a guy named Carl who created a burger called the Junior that started the restaurant. So we were, go we we're going down the street to go get one of Carl's Juniors. Yep. And then they bought all the Hardys in Utah, and that pissed me off because I liked Hardys. <laughs> and then, they, then they jammed them into gas stations out here. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, we've got gas stations that have a Carl's Jr. in them. Oh, we don't. I don't know that we do have those. Yeah. I have a Carl's Jr. around here, but remember, this is the place where I got a dirt clod in my salad once back in like 98. I haven't oh, been sure. since. Haven't been there since. Oh, we had a listener uh, twi tweet us about going to Freddy's yesterday, and it is it made me crave freddy's so bad oh i know like, those fries dude mm. oh mm. yeah freddy's freddy's is really good freddy's is really good it's been a while i'll just live vicariously through our listeners that's right I'll make myself a salad today yep i had one yesterday i'll have another one today all right no. uh final fun fun story now here for you indian woman indian woman <laughs> yeah no i'm talking about actual eastern indian not that's right not the wrong term for the you know the other stuff right an indian woman stuffs chili powder inside her genitals sorry not hers stuffs chili powder inside genitals of ex-husband's ex-girlfriend or husband's ex-girlfriend yeah inside brian inside. inside the genitals yep inside <laughs> just to clarify yeah yeah. I guess we're going to learn how she got access. Yep, here you go. That's the part. That's the fun part. That Therein lies the rub. <laughs> oh! It says this. Oh, fun, sir. Three women stuffed chili powder. Now, see, this is where thing, things get weird because now they're saying three women, not three one. Three women? Yeah. Was so, she the ex-girlfriend of all of their husbands? Well, uh, no, this is... Wait. <laughs> so, okay, I'll just read it. Because the title, the title says woman stuffed. Yeah. And this says three women stuffed. So now I, sure, I don't know where sure. this is going. But anyway, three women stuffed chili powder into the private parts of another woman. A sales executive at uh, in India's uh, Girid Rat on Thursday. Gujarat. Yeah, Gujarat. Like a sales executive. Yeah, a sales executive. <laughs> uh, an associate, you might say. According to the 22-year-old complainant. A sales executive from Hermosa Beach. <laughs> whose two-day total is. Yep. Welcome, Gita. <laughs> According to the 22-year-old complainant, that's how old she is, one of the three women was the wife of her ex-boyfriend. Uh, she also said that she was brutally assaulted. She was in a relationship with Girish Goswami, the husband of one of the accused women, four years ago. The two remained in a relationship for two years before the complainant decided to call it off. According to the 22-year-old, Goswami called her two months ago, and uh, the two were talking on uh, talk, were talking <laughs> terms again. Terms? What? On talking terms. They were on talking terms, like on speaking terms. The two were on talking terms again. Okay, so they yeah, were talking like we're again. Speaking, like, oh, I'm on speaking terms again with, with, with Okay, her. in my head, I was thinking they were talking, they were making... They were talking terms of... Uh, uh, of the new arrangement, right? I <laughs> uh, received your contract, uh, Girish, <laughs> and I uh, wanted to go over the terms with you. Uh, my lawyer's got a problem with paragraph four, uh, page three. If you could... Uh, what, the cayenne pepper? Is that Was that a typo, <laughs> the cayenne pepper? <laughs> uh shouldn't that say chili pepper all right it says here she alleged that his wife uh sorry she she alleged that his wife had come to know about their patch up 
and had started threatening her, according to the news report. Police had uh, registered an FIR. I don't know what that means. I don't either. It stated on Thursday, January 30th, that the woman intercepted the victim uh, when she was on her way to Pragatanagar. Pragatanagar. Pragatinagar. Pragatinagar. Sure. The three women then focused, uh, sorry, forced her to sit between them on a motorcycle and took her to one of their houses where the crime was committed. Wow. According to the victim, who was also filmed during the crime. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, the accused had also threatened to throw acid in her face. Uh, the police have arrested all three uh, accused on charges of kidnapping, assault, and criminal intimidation. They don't get into details of how they got the, the chili powder from A to B. but uh, No, but only in India do you hear about, you know, four people on a motorcycle. <laughs> it seems like... Well, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, yeah, I've seen video of uh, you know their their yeah. intersections. Yeah. Four people on a motorcycle does not seem out of out of line. There's usually an alpaca on top with some rags or something. Else. <laughs> That's right, exactly. One of them screaming, "No, stop! Please, no!" Yeah, still one of the funniest things I ever saw in my life was when I was in China, and China, uh, southern China, uh, Shenzhen in particular, was in such a weird mix of old and new right so you had a lot of money from the factories but you had a lot of poverty and old schoolness that was just part of southern china and when i was there i saw i witnessed an accident where a uh like a almost like a it was motorized but it was like a motorcycle with a with a truck bed gotcha and it was ancient like a thousand years old this thing and it was packed so high with what just looked like rags just packed up to the ceiling uh, there's no ceiling, but just out there, just this huge thing, and the guy in the front riding it, and then a brand new Lexus on the other side. They slam into each other. The guy who's in the motorcycle flies off the motorcycle, kind of lands on the street. His rags go everywhere. The guy in the Lexus just opens the door, gets out, and walks away. <laughs> he just walks away, just leaves oh it. My God. And and there are no cops around. Nobody's calling anybody. People are just going around right. it, honking all me 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 me, just going around it. Is the weirdest. I still to this day, I'm, it's the most surreal thing I may have ever seen. It was very odd, and nothing ever came of it. And we were there for a long time because we were stuck in a line for a thing. And there's that rag cart, and that guy got up and he started putting his rags back together. But dude with the car never came back. He just left. Oh, jeez. It's almost like it was cheaper. <laughs> call know. it a wash. I guess I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. Time to go somewhere else and start over. <laughs> and, and he had like a fancy watch on and looked like he was, you know, he looked like maybe a factory executive or something. And this other guy looked right. like, you know, Rags R.S., ancient Chinese secret, you know. <laughs> so it was a weird combo. And I'm sure that that's a little different now. It's probably a little more weighted toward the money side because there's a lot of, there's been a lot of growth in Shenzhen, but I don't know. That was a weird sure. time for me. Hey, back um, back yeah. on the story for a second. Have yeah. you ever uh, gotten like super hot buffalo wings yeah. and then had to go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've done that. You, you like soup, like wash your hands like a dozen times before you handle anything so that it doesn't, you don't burn yourself. Yeah, because you get the, the cayenne pepper. Yeah. They had signs above the, uh, above the urinals at Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, back when that was here, and that that place, I'm so bummed that that place uh, didn't do well out here. So good, but mm. um, but uh, yeah, like basically saying if you've had our wings, go wash your hands before and after you use the urinal. Really, before and yes. after? Well, oh, because because you're supposed to after anyway. <laughs> you're supposed to after, yeah. 
I forgot for that's, a second about that's the where the question was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in my head, I'm thinking because I was so focused on don't burn your unit that I thought, oh yeah. well, how would you need to do it afterwards? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> then I'm like, oh no, that's what you do normally when you go to the bathroom. Okay. Right. Now that's I love that place. Yeah, we had one here so too, good. and it didn't last either. It's gone. Bummer, right? I, you know, I like Buffalo Wild Wings, it's okay. formerly the BW3, but uh, it's okay. Quaker Steak and Loop was so good. Yeah, I like the baked wings at uh, Wing Nuts. Those are good. Oh yeah, baked is good. I wish more I places I, did baked wings because I, I had that fun. when I was out there. Yeah, a long time ago. You and I were. This is back yeah. when I was in Eagle Mountain, and it was for that thing at the Salt. We Palace. went and saw right, and we went and saw that uh, Hugh Jackman robot, giant robot movie, which was so much better than it nuts. deserved to be. That was a, <laughs> it really was. Yes. That was a good movie. I liked that movie a lot. Yeah, we liked it so much we can't remember the name. Yeah, uh, I can. I, I do remember it. Heavy robot boxing. Heavy metal man. or uh, hard hard metal metal. Big real steel. real steel. That's, that's real it. Steel. Hard metal. <laughs> hard metal. Hard 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 car robot. Hard boxing. car porn. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. To this day, the intro song in that is one of my favorite. Uh, I like that guy. I forget his name. That's another sign that it wasn't maybe that good, but I don't remember his name. But his, he has that really great song when he's driving the truck into town. It's very good. I don't, I don't remember that one bit. I'll wow. have to look it up. I'll look it up. Actually, okay. chat room, we probably could look it up because you have nothing to do. So look it up. Okay. <laughs> you have nothing to do. It was the Everybody intro- <laughs> listening to this show is just twiddling their thumbs. I mean, the ones that are paying attention, this is your job. Oh, and then also, uh, uh, go uh, actually find out what it is—the song and the and then and then the singer, the artist—and then tell us because I want Brian to actually hear that album. I think you'd like it. It's very okay. good. If you haven't cool. heard it, you may have already heard it. All right. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for all that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we should have Bill here. I don't know what's up with Jerry because he was. Gonna, oh, maybe this is his text. Nope, that's Kim. Uh, I was hoping to have heard from him by now. It may mean he's stuck on a flight or things are nuts. I don't. I don't know. These these uh, sure. storms are probably not helping schedules. So. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about the fact if he's coming through Denver, there are some you know, there are some delays and all sorts of garbage yeah. that he's having to do. I'm with. sure that he's. For all I know, he's not even landed yet. So um, anyway, we'll do our best. If not, we'll we'll catch up with him when we do. Anyway, before all that, we need to play a song. Do you have one? I do. Uh, big thanks to Dark Secret Media for sending this one over. Uh, Nick Freitas, F-R-E-I-T-A-S. And he's a guy who spells Nick the same way Nick Kershaw does. No C, just N-I-K, boom. <clears throat> he's got a brand new album that just came out called Cavallo Morto. Just came out yesterday. And uh, we were playing the first song from that, the first uh, single from this. Now, um, no, wait a minute. I take that back because that's Uh-oh. not who this is credited to. Oh, no. Oh, no. How is that connected to this? Hold on a second. What have we done? The song I've got is by Dustin Loveless, <clears throat> but it's it was one that was linked to. Uh, hold, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Keep it together. All right, so. <laughs> uh, we're going to be playing a new song from Dustin Loveless. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. This is it right here from Dark Secret. Oh, also from Dark Secret Media. That's why. Okay, so they just gave me the wrong link. Um, this is from the uh, brand new album uh, In Your Chamber. Whoa. Now, here's what's really cool about this. It's very flaming lips, and the video for it is really, really cool. So if you like the song, even if you don't like the song, go check out the video. The song is called Terra the Android, T-A-R-A, 
like Tara Reed, Tara the Android. It's by Dustin Loveless from his brand new album, In Your Chamber. All right, here it is. Don't don't get chili powder in your chamber is the lesson that I would yeah, like to teach. Very true, yes. Uh, we'll play it now. We'll be back in a second. Stay tuned.
you guys. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Remember the days when you were ready to go? Remember that? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Hey, you guys. Time to talk about our good buddies at Netgear. We love Netgear. Ah, uh, yes, Netgear. Hey, how old is your Wi-Fi feeling these days? Does it buffer all the time when you're trying to stream stuff? Does connecting new devices to it slow it down? Can it handle all the gaming video calls and large files you're throwing at it? And what happens when you try to do all that stuff at once? Oh, man! No good comes from that. It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all your devices anywhere in your home. Stream in HD, 4K, or even 8K without buffering, eliminate lag while gaming, and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class, you know, like on a plane. It's very comfortable. Lay back, put your feet up. Mmm. If you're ready for the west, the west, the best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And we thank them for supporting this show. A slight correction, intruder. It is a monument to greatness. Who are you? What are you? You'll find out who and what I am soon enough. The question is, who are you? Take him, Spycor. We have gathered together the 13 most ruthless villains on Earth. You're threatening me? You're threatening me with P? This is the morning stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Awesome. Welcome back to the program. Yes. Pop Center Klein found the video, put it in our chat room. This is um it's like those those videos of uh when they're making like lawnmower man and 3D stuff wasn't working out super well. Mm -hmm. Um that's what this music video is. It's it just focuses on one human form in the middle that is sort of singing the words but they have all sorts of 
technical glitches with the 3D. Oh, so weird. The head bobs around and moves in ways it shouldn't. And oh, See, I, f I find that kind of stuff, like some of my favorite like uh, Byte accounts and TikTok accounts are people that are doing weird 3D stuff that doesn't, you know, that's all busted and ruined. And yeah, yeah. There's something about that as an art form that totally tickles me. I love it's it. It's really, really cool. It's so disturbing. It's like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you call that? There's a word for it. It's not Uncanny Valley. It's something else. No, right. Discordant visuals. Something like that. Let's say that. Come to my new store, Discordant Visuals. <laughs> it's right next to the Spencer Gifts. That's right. All right. Speaking of what's right next to us, it's Builderan coming in. I got to add him, though. Let's do this here. Yeah. Punished props. I hope uh, Dort hope Bill com. can see my video because I want to show him something. Oh, I don't. He, uh, unless he's on Skype, he will not see you. Oh, right. Yeah. Or if he's on the, he may be on the, the stream. Too. We'll have to just go to the website. Yeah. If he's, if he's watching the stream, he'll see you. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. 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 Bat see? Caves yeah. open there, Bill. Hey, it's Bill Duran, everybody. Bill Duran, all the way from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, bringing it at you, coming at you. Uh, you don't get any snow right now. You're just all rainy and shit, right? Is that the deal up there? Um, taking a peek outside. No snow. All right. Well, it looks cold. Come down here and enjoy three feet of snow in my yard. All right. <laughs> um, not really. Don't do that. So Bill Duran, although you're always welcome here, but Bill Duran is a good pal. He comes on the show on Tuesdays, and he's uh, got a stink bag ready to go, ready to talk to us Ooh. about something rad. And uh, he's a guy who makes things. So so Brian wants to show something, but are, are you by chance looking at the stream? Because I want you to see whatever he has. Are you? On? Yeah, okay. I am. Okay. He's making okay. a head, isn't he? Yeah, I'm making a head. Yeah. Um, halfway done. However, I think I might start over on this. So this is the the head form from your site. Yep. Which is fantastic. It's a great, uh, a great thing that people, a project that people should pick up because this is just with um, floor foam. Like, um, yep. um, you know, if you can see the inside there and see it's that foam. Uh, two big recommendations for people if they try to do this, and I think you even said this in the video that goes along with it. Um, when you're cutting the foam, make sure the the blade is perfectly up and down. Yeah. You don't want to have any angle to it. And I think I've got some places where the angle is really screwing me up. And uh, number two, when you print it out, print it on cardstock or the the um, the the thickest uh, printer paper that your printer can handle. Mm -hmm. Let's see that when you're flipping it over and have to cut the other side of it, you don't want to deal with uh, uh, wrinkling wrinkling paper and stuff. Let me mm -hmm. see the let me see the edges on that thing again. Hold that up the camera. Okay. Oh wow. See that, yeah. that stuff fascinates me, and I know Bill does this all the time. You create. Um, it's almost like polygons. You're creating yeah. space yeah. And, and you know smaller spaces by shortening the the foam, giving it certain angles or whatever. That just seems like so much work to me, but I, I'm always impressed. <laughs> by cool. It. And the I'm looking forward to doing the other side. Although I might I might actually redo this side again. Right. You, you've uh, learned a lot, right? You learn a lot doing exactly. it. There's, yep. there's a knack to things that you don't get until you try it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's fantastic. Very cool. But I love this thing. This is fun. And it, it's a fun, like once you start seeing the pieces come together, it's like, oh, this is really cool. And uh, mm -hmm. I might even, I do have a heat gun. I might even bring that out and, and um, mess with the, you know, get things kind of bent before yeah. I start gluing them together. Bringing too. out the heat that gun. Helps, that helps a bunch too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. All right, well, uh, if, now that we've caught if up... You, if you ever have to jump back into that that pattern again, though, may yeah. I recommend that you um, 
with the letters that go along with it, maybe you put a number to show which ones match up with which other numbers. Because I had to pull the gotcha. video up to see which which gotcha, things yeah. went with which other ones. But but go. regardless, I love this thing and it's a great and people should pick this up. It's a really cool, easy I, project to do. I agree. Yeah, he agrees. <laughs> You'll uh, this uh, help our pal out. He's awesome. Comes on Tuesdays for exactly. nothing. We don't pay him jack to do this. Well, great job, Brian. I'm excited Thank to see you. how it turns out for you. Me too. Me too. So, Bill, uh, what do you got going this week? You making something cool? Um, I am uh, in the last sort of, hopefully the last month of working on my next book. So I have been playing with foam a lot too, building a bunch of example projects for the book. That's what I was doing yesterday. But I don't have a whole lot to show for it. Uh. However, I've actually been watching some TV shows about <laughs> making things and oh. I wanted to share those with you guys. All right. So it's pretty cool. We, we're starting to see TV shows pop up more lately that focus around the making of things or restoring things. Uh -huh. uh, and I think that's just great. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them are competition. Uh, yeah. Now, some people are way into that. Uh, it's not really my thing. The reason why I say it's unfortunate. Now, I get, I get that pitching a show as a competition is a great way to actually get it made because people seem to like competitions a lot however the when you look at like um food competition shows like chopped or uh or uh what's the one i like british bake-off cutthroat kitchen oh yeah cutthroat kitchen, cut kitchen. <laughs> really <laughs> and, the, and then the name really kind of kind of encapsulates it those shows are focused on competition everyone's neck and neck they throw shade at one another ah, like it's very much in your face. People are very much at each other's throats, so to speak. And that's fine, I guess. But after a while, that just gets exhausting for me and almost comical. <laughs> so I've been enjoying shows lately that focus on making that, that while they may be competition shows, they are a lot more chill, a lot more friendly, a lot less focused on the the rivalry between contestants. Yeah. yeah. A lot so, of that stuff's so contrived yeah. anyway. I freaking hate that stuff. It is. It really is, and, and all the when they introduce like this is the he's the bad boy chef. Blah. Yeah, I don't care what you have mm -hmm. to think. Mm -hmm. I didn't come here to make friends. Yeah. Like exactly. Yes, that's so played out, and it's so over the top. Yeah, I'm just tired of it. Yeah, thank you. But it. anyway, I watched just about every episode uh, on Netflix of the Great British Baking Show, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. It's a favorite yeah. of ours. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. It it's so it's. British bakers working to an extremely high level of skill. Like, these guys don't mess around. They are all very, very good. The show is hosted by British comedians, which I think every show should be hosted by British comedians. And at the end of every episode, everyone hugs and cries. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They uh, actually like it, each other. They don't set them up to be stereotypes. They just are right, people right. doing right, their thing. Right, exactly. And they'll, yeah. you know, like the, very, like the very end, oh, time's almost up and somebody's needing help. People will, will go from their stations over to oh, another yeah. station and help somebody to, to help that. Help right. Them. And that that's just great. warms my heart because that's the, the, the people I know, the people I'm friends with who are makers, that's what we do. When you see someone who needs a hand, you lend a hand because exactly. you are in that same position too. Uh, let's see. So Great British Baking Show is uh, amazing. But the other one that we've been watching um, a lot of is the show Making It. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. it's over I think on NBC uh, they have their second season out now and it's hosted by comedians Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler mm -hmm. uh, and they are 
hilarious. Especially we yeah. we just watched season two and they were just off the chains. They were just delightful and wonderful <laughs> and fun and funny. It's great. It uh, is great. Yeah. They they even reference the fact that they are very similar to the Great British Baking Show in one of the episodes. Uh, which resulted in Nick and Amy talking in British accents, which was wonderful. <laughs> uh, the people, the contestants they have on the show are diverse in every single way. Uh, they're all good at what they do, but what they do as like a focus of their, their craft is very different. So you may have a woodworker, you may have a, 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 a tailor, you might have someone who does more like large installations, someone else who might do like small dioramas. These are people who are all really good at what they do, but they're all very different. And then they all have to tackle these uh, these design and building and crafting challenges with their set of skills. And it's just really interesting to see how people come at those from different angles. Sure. Now, would you yeah. would you consider going making it as the only one that I mean, I'd, I'd see I could see you on face off. I could see you on like one of the ones that does costuming sci fi stuff. Right. But I feel like making it would be where. Bill Duran, actually Bill and Britt together, like as a, yeah. as a two-person team, would absolutely shine. Would you ever consider doing something like that? Maybe. Well, uh, they're actually, I think they're going to have a season three. I saw something yesterday. They were um, putting up uh, uh, auditions, I guess, if you want to try and be on the show. Uh, it's tempting. We'll see. I got an awful lot going on over here. Sure. <laughs> but uh, of all the shows, uh, even more than the Cosplay Melee, which I mm-hmm. thought was really great, I would actually much prefer to be on uh, on making it and hang out with Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. Yeah, they yeah. just designed an entire room out of foam. Yeah, <laughs> I I still haven't seen it. I keep wanting to see it. I keep oh, hearing it's, it's great. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. So same thing with the uh, with uh, the Great British Baking Show. Everyone hugs and helps each other and supports one another. Um, and they even make it a point to say that even though this is a competition, even though it's a prize, there's a prize. They don't focus on that. They really just focus on the craftsmanship and trying yeah. to do a good job. And and they do. And, it, and I think it's wonderful. Nice. Uh, All right. Good call. One of, the thing, one of the things I really love about the show, though, is that because you have so many different makers with so many different skill levels or different types of skills, you get a lot of these projects that look really, really cool. But when you break it down, it's not that challenging. And mm. Those are the sort of things that break down the barriers to entry for for hobbies like like any sort of crafts so when people who are watching this show who aren't into making watch it they think oh i could do that oh that's not so hard i should give that a shot and i think that is probably one of the most amazing things a show like that can accomplish is to get people to go hey i should give that a try that doesn't look so hard mm-hmm. and, and i think a show like that is is doing it yeah that's good i'm glad to hear it feels like there's a swing toward that right now maybe the british Mm -hmm. bake-off uh great british baking show did some of that work and remind you know said hey you know it doesn't all have to be tooth and nail you guys can have a show that's really compelling and and you really are as much into as you are any other reality series but let's do it with a sort of a more i don't know a kinder nod collaborative tone as opposed to a right yeah tone. like if that yeah. if that works and that's a huge hit for netflix like gigantic mm-hmm. out of the park hit maybe that'll inform a whole bunch of new stuff and it'll be better because i can't yeah. stand the other way i hate it so much i just makes me want to die I can't stand it mm-hmm. uh well this is great good stuff all around do you still do you ever check out the pbs and see if they're still doing like uh you know they used to do that all the time they'd have that guy that what was his name he had a plaid shirt on and was kind of the him the tool man. 
Yeah, Bob Vila. Oh, this old house. <laughs> this old yeah. house. You ever watch any of those kind of things? Are those still around? Because those are always pretty I don't boring. know. I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I watch a lot of woodworkers on YouTube, though. But, yeah. But not uh, not those guys. Yeah. Well, you should watch. Uh, I, I know you already watch them, but you should watch Mark Spagnuolo because every episode sure. has at least eight more gray hairs in his beard every time. <laughs> yep. And at least one poop joke. Yeah. Always a poop <laughs> joke. That's right. Every Still time. love the fact that uh, Nicole dropped the bomb or dropped the F-bomb uh on a, on a show last month, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. realizing that they were recording, and she looks up at the camera like, "Oh, that was really good." <laughs> that was wasn't that right after she gave me heat for dropping the S word on the yes. show, and then the yes. yeah, totally, yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, all right, well, Bill, this is always good as as always. Do you have a, uh, a link for us for any bonus content today? I sure do. You uh, do. Let's see here. Speaking of woodworkers, this is Kyle Toth. T O T H. He did a really cool vase. He calls it his deconstructed vase. And he does a lot of these vases. He does a lot of fun experimenting with um, layering wood and doing segmented bowls and, and vases and everything. This one, he intentionally left gaps in it. So it's not a vase you could hold something in, but it's really cool looking. Oh, no kidding. It's just like an art piece. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, so this video just that. goes through how showing how he built the whole thing. And he doesn't, he doesn't narrate or anything. It's just uh, music in the background. It is just a feast for your eyes. It really is, too. Look at that. He's mm -hmm. uh, gorgeous. Look at that, dude. How do you even know what you're doing? Jeez. He does. Yeah, he does this a lot. You got a lot of practice. Well, somebody, oh, that's so cool. Isn't it? Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. That's cool. I wish I was better at things. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Bill Duran, it's always a pleasure. Bill Duran is at punishprops.com, and you can find all his fine work there, as well as his YouTube channel, which you should go and subscribe to if you're not already. He's always building something rad. Can't wait to hear about the new book. Uh, mm -hmm. that, I know that's a huge uh, bunch of work, so good luck on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jim Beard on Twitter. Bill, have a fantastic week. See ya. See ya. Bye now. Cool, cool. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you, Bill. I can't quit you. I just can't. All right. I don't see <laughs> Justin around. I have to think he's on a plane. He's not answering anything. Yeah, so I bet, you, I bet you the flight arrival got delayed here in Denver because of the weather. Would not surprise me one bit. Well, that's all right, because I'm going to jump straight to this email. Check this out. Okay. Uh, this is Jeff in West Australia. And Brian, this is for you, Hello. mostly. Hello, Jeff. If, if this has any sway, it'll be with you in your heart. Okay, here you go. Okay, all right. Hey, guys, can we change the Babel Royale mulligan rules? No. <laughs> he says. <laughs> hey, that's like this. No. All right. Um, <laughs> that's what I was going for. Uh, he says, if you run out of answers and have to use your mulligan answer, immediately it comes, uh, it comes pointless. I think he means it, it, it is pointless. It becomes or becomes pointless. Yeah. yeah. But if you could wait until your next go around, that extra you, sorry, that that gives you extra time to think of something you might, uh, or that maybe get an eye. But, but he if wrote you, it correctly. Let me, I know this is me. Let me try this again. <laughs> but if you could wait until your next go around, that gives you extra time to think of something or maybe get an idea from your opponent. opponent. It's the or maybe that threw me off. Just a thought. Babel Royale is my new favorite segment on the show, Jeff from West Australia. All right. Brian, thoughts? Mulligan thoughts? I like the idea, actually. I think the mulligan, because um, we always question whether whether it's better to do it as a right away you get another guess. Yeah. In golf, when you do a mulligan, you take your other your next shot right away. But um, but I kind of like you can you basically use it as a pass for that turn, and then it comes back around to you. The problem is, let's say Brian gets it wrong, uses mulligan, you've already used yours, and you get it wrong. 
we go out on on Brian's mulligan, it feels like a hollow victory. Yeah, a little bit, um, a little bit. I yeah, mean, it's but, tricky, but you also don't have a mulligan for every contest. Like we only do it right, when exactly. you deem it. And then you know, and by the same token, that thing would also apply the other way anyway, right? Like if we did it right away, and you use your mulligan right away, got the question right, then Brian loses, then you'd win. But it would be like, oh, I won after giving a wrong answer and then a right answer. But you know what? I like it. Let's uh, let's make it official. Okay. The mulligan rule now is that you, uh, you, it, it's basically a pass on that turn. Mm -hmm. So you get it wrong, you're basically getting a pass. The other player goes, and then it comes back to you. Okay, I like it. I like that a lot. That's what we're doing. Did you hear that, everybody? It's final. We have a new rule, Jeff from West Australia. Your petition has been heard, passed, well and validated. Well heard, done. Heard, acknowledged, and. Uh, and we're going to try it. We're going to see how it goes. Now, if you have, let's say you have a mulligan and you have and you hold it between rounds, does that make it a carry mulligan? Ha! 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 Oh, my dad joke, Gene, just, I can actually feel it throbbing right here. It's actually moving Ooh, right now. Can you really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, once in a while, it'll do that. If it does that for more than four hours, consult a doctor. <laughs> Boo, says dead polymers. Um, all right. A quick reminder about the new comic. I'm excited about it. Sorry that I'm slamming everybody in the face with it, but uh, I am stoked about it. I got a new one coming out next Monday. Uh, there are two up now. Go to fredcancomic.com or you can find it at frogpants.com. It is a brand new comic strip about a man and his can. And uh, you may think that's not literal, but it is. I've had a few people say that. It says, I can't believe this is actually what you said it was. And, and that's... Uh, for some, that's delightful. For others, I don't know. But do check it out. Let me know what you think. Send your feedback. Um, got all kinds of plans for it, and there's some exciting stuff happening. So check it out. Again, that's the new Fred and Can comic that I'll be writing from now until perpetuity over at fredcancomic.com. Oh, and it's on Instagram, which is an important thing to say because a lot of y'all are getting your stuff out of social media stuff. So I put it on Facebook. I put it on Instagram. And I put it on Twitter. Pretty much everywhere. Uh, that I can put it, including Discord and Slack and everything else. The idea is that wherever you want to be, it'll be there if you want it. And if you don't, then just ignore it, I guess. But uh, on Instagram, it's nice because you get to flip through the panels almost like it's a little storybook. Uh, so you don't get the whole strip at once. You just kind of flick, 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 and you get the whole thing. So that's pretty cool. You can find that's me on cool. Instagram at actual Scott. That's where I am over there. Nice. Okay, Brian, uh, that's going to do it. Do you have anything else to promote? I feel bad for promoting this comic so heavily, but not giving you a second promotion. You got anything oh, to promote? Oh, no, I promoted ANTP, the shows I'm doing this week. I've got a coverville coming up tomorrow that I think will be the um, the 40th anniversary of The Clash's London Calling, one of my one of my Desert Island discs. I love that album. One of the greatest um, songs ever made, that song. Yeah, for sure. So well, good. that song, but also the song that almost didn't make it onto the album and, and showed up so late it wasn't included in the track listing of the original pressing, Train in Vain, which is one of my favorite, one of my favorite songs of all time, That's regardless cool. of cover or not cover. Um, if I can hear, for some reason, London Calling, if I hear it in a movie or something, it just makes it better. The movie's better because London Calling is playing. And I don't even right. know why. It doesn't even have to have context. Just It could be John Wick breaking into a warehouse and <laughs> London Calling starts. That's just so good. Right. Oh, man. Right. Anyway. Cool. That's good. Wednesday will be great. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, we'll talk fun. more about it tomorrow, of course. And Tom will be here. Nicole will be here. We got recommendals. I got a real creeper to talk about. So we'll do that. Oof. Yeah. Please tell me it's an email from a dog who's really sad that he ate his owner. <laughs> no, I wish it was. No? Okay. Yeah, All right. I wish it was. 
If you want to be one of the emails that we did uh, read today or um, ones like them, you can send your emails to themorningstream at gmail.com. If you want to get a bonus episode a week, that's the TMSPM episode, which will happen on Friday. You got to sign up to be a patron. A buck could get you in. buck a month. That's all it takes. Uh, there's other cool levels in there as well. Patreon.com slash TMS as always. For everything else, frogpants.com slash TMS. All right, let's get out of here. We need a song, though. We can't do it without it. What do you got? We can't, uh, and I accidentally screwed something up. So uh, I Woo! looked at, I pulled up the list of uh, requests. Did not see that this one was for February fourth, twenty nineteen. Oh, but it's appropriate because of the title of the song. So it's really funny. Right. Xander wrote in and said, uh, "Good morning, TMS. Last week, Tame Impala announced a four-city solo tour for this summer, and I was lucky enough to get tickets to see them in St. Augustine, Florida." Yeah, that would have been last year. They mostly play at festivals these days, so having them pick a city only a couple hours away from me in Orlando was an awesome surprise. If you could play Rihanna's cover of Tame Impala's song New Person, Same Old Mistakes, to celebrate, mm. I would be forever grateful. Signed, uh, Xander Hyken. Okay, so uh, Xander sent that in last year, and I just realized that I wasn't looking at the right year for her request. I have another one that I will play for you tomorrow, Connor. I see you in the chat room playing your song tomorrow. Um, to look for it then uh and i'm not playing the rihanna version because uh that's that's outside of my licensing thing that's uh that's one of the big three and so i gotta stay away from that however i do have a really good cover of new person same old mistakes originally by tame Paula, covered by laura mavula she is a british musician um recorded this for the bbc radio one's live lounge uh two years ago this is really really good it is new person same old mistakes performed by laura mavula
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. There's the damn Superman!